step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Guarding the last outpost of freedom, like a beacon of light to the world. And exercising our freedom of speech like we're the third monkey on the ramp to Noah's Ark. And brother, it's starting to rain. choose to go to the moon and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. It is time for us to realize that we are too great a nation to limit ourselves to small dreams. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. American Ground Radio with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Proff. Three, two, one. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis R. Abalone. Now, we have heard an awful lot of President Joe Biden crowing and bragging about his administration's work on American infrastructure, right? Oh, hey, we're 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 we're, build, we're we're building back better. I said, I said something. We're building. I was talking to my dad. Something. I said, Dad. I don't know about better. We're gonna build stuff back. He's you gonna build butter? I was like, No, we're not gonna build butter. We're gonna build better. You gonna build better butter? No, Dad. Oh Lord, have mercy. It's giving me a headache. <laughs> but nevertheless, there's a little fun story that came out today about the seven point five billion dollars. That uh-huh. the administration spent in 2021 to put a network of charging stations all over the country. Yep. Now, that's part of the uh, the Infrastructure Reinvestment Act. Right, 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 right. Now, if you had to take a guess, uh-huh. if you had to take a guess, how many do you think they have successfully constructed and are up and running right now? Zero. Na- nationwide. Zero. Okay. Can you just play along? Oh, uh, a, a thousand nationwide. Uh, they, they've done. Oh, well, How let's many? See, we got, a dozen. We got, we got fifty states, and so you got. Uh, let's say it's at least uh, fifty thousand. Uh, I'm going to say five hundred thousand. Okay, no, it's much lower than five that. million. It's much lower than that, Stephen. Fifty million. Okay, would you stop? Here, here it is. Zero. Drum roll, please. It's zero. I said zero. It's zero. It's zero. Not one. None. Not a seven point five zilch. $7.5 billion uh-huh. and not one charging station yeah. in the country. You want to know why? Yeah, I know why. Why is that? Because the Biden administration is inept. Mm-hmm. And secondly, there's not that big of a demand. Well, there's not a big demand, but it's mostly about the red tape. Because in order to get all of these things built, you got to jump through hoop after hoop after hoop at the state level and at the federal level. This is part of the problem with the the leftist approach of you know, we're going to solve all of our economy with simply infrastructure project. Remember back when Barack Obama was president, right? We had he said we're we're going to get uh, some um, shovel ready jobs. We got we got we got um uh, shovel ready jobs. Remember that? 
there weren't any shovel-ready jobs because you have to go through all the tapes. You have to go through the environmental impact study, and you have to get a second study on the environmental impact study, and you have to have a third environmental impact study, and then you have to fill out the forms, and then once you fill out the forms, you've got to fill out the other forms saying you filled out the forms. Yeah, but you see, what's interesting, though, is that didn't keep Obama from taking credit for it. No, he took credit for the money that they allocated for it for the shovel-ready jobs that weren't actually shovel-ready. And Joe Biden, same thing here. Same, oh, we're going to build all of these thing. charging stations, but they haven't built any of the charging stations. But he's like, we put... We put seven point five million billion billion dollars into the charging with the you know the thing. No, the, it, that's exactly right because the White House in November they put out this fact sheet marking the two year anniversary of the infrastructure law. It's so great, and they put in there that to date. Almost $2.4 billion in funding has gone to states, and construction is underway to build out a network of chargers no. along our highways. Construction's not underway. The, none of them have been built. They're not being constructed. And if they're this bad at building them, how well do you think, think they will maintain them? Be maintained. Them? And We're that's, going to right. create a whole system of things that have electricity running through them that will fail. No, and the Biden administration has already maintained that half of the vehicles sold in America will be electric vehicles by 2030. But currently, about half of the electric charging stations in America that actually do exist don't work. There's but, but been studies it, about 40% of all electric charging stations right now in this country. If you pull up to a, a gas station that has these electric charging stations, about 40% of them are inoperable. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a waste. And it's of, not like they're old. But it's a waste because you know what? Well, first of all, it's a waste of taxpayer funds. But it goes back to there's no free market demand. Because right. if there was a great demand for electric vehicles, yeah. and I know there's a lot of folks that say, you know, uh, well, you know, that. I don't know. I don't know what the left would say. Yeah, I mean, Tesla's what, doing great. Tesla's making a whole bunch of money. Although the left is now mad at Tesla because it's owned by Elon Musk. Same people who loved Tesla because it was saving the planet and finally but proved that what? electric vehicles could work. Now they're mad at Tesla because Elon Musk is in favor of free speech. You know, and, and something I will remind you that you said, uh-huh. which which uh, remarkably was uh, quite intelligent. Uh-oh. But uh, you said, you know what? Hmm. Back in the day. Yeah. Do you know the government didn't have to build gas stations the, the all across the country? The, gas didn't. stations didn't have to be initiated by the federal government along the interstate highway. The people did that. The government built the highway because only the government could build highways. But the people built the gas stations. This is one of those things. Government should only do the things that only government can do. Is there anybody else who could build an electric charging station? Why, yes, Tesla builds them, Shell can build them, Exxon can build them, a whole bunch of other companies can build charging stations. So why is the government having to do it? Government should only do the things that only government can do. How many, peop- how many different entities can build a military for the United States government and have it controlled by the people? Zero. That's only the government can do that, right? So the government should build our military. That's not the same thing with an electric charging station. Any Yahoo can build one of those things. And you've got to hear this politically correct statement from Biden's executive director of the Joint Office of Energy and Transportation. Oh, this is somebody who's very important. Did you see? listen to how long their title well, was? Well, yeah, his name is my Gabe word. Klein. Oh, my gosh. And The Gabe Klein? He apparently was waving off all these criticisms, saying uh-huh. that the lack of progress is to be expected. Sure. And then he goes on to say, 
you have to go slow uh-huh. to go fast. This isn't the race between the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> if you're in private business, how long will it take you to build an electric charging station? How long does it take Tesla to build one of these things? Two years? Two decades? No. It doesn't take. They can get these things installed pretty quick. It's because of the government red tape. It's because of the government bureaucracy. It's because of the problems with government trying to do what the what the private sector should be doing. Right. But now Republicans in Congress are eyeing the billions of dollars that were being funneled to Biden's electric vehicle climate agenda. They should pull it back. Well, that's what they're hoping to do. They're hoping to claw back some of that money mm-hmm. for other uses and, and basically to shut the whole plan down for a federally funded charging network. Because it's going to fail. It is going to fail. There is no profit incentive for the government to keep those machines running, and they already have a high failure rate even when there is a profit motive. You know, <laughs> President Trump said... Uh, you know, he took a, a swipe at electric vehicles uh, yeah. earlier this year. He said the happiest moment for someone in an electric car is the first 10 minutes. It's true. The unhappiest part is the next hour because you're petrified that you're not going to be able to find another charger. <laughs> it's absolutely true. It's absolutely Especially true. if you're a control freak, right? And you're like, yeah. okay, am I going to run out am of I energy? Out of energy? I, gonna, or if you're it's, someone that's elderly... Or, or if you just have to go from where you are to somewhere else. I mean, if you get stranded on the side of the road and you're, you're forced to walk to the nearest what, non-charging station. Oh, I will walk station. 500 miles. Were they driving an electric vehicle? Let's get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow. First thing you need to know before tomorrow, President Biden's son, Hunter, was indicted again, this time in California, for tax evasion. Prosecutors say Hunter owed more than $1.4 million in taxes that he failed to pay from 2016 through 2019. Instead, he spent close to $900,000 on, quote, various women, sex club memberships, drugs, escorts and girlfriends, luxury hotels and rental properties, exotic cars, clothing and other items of a personal nature. Hunter Biden claimed those expenses as business expenses rather than personal expenses in order to reduce the amount of money he owed in personal taxes. Hunter Biden is also facing felony gun charges in Washington, D.C. after a sweetheart deal that was offered to him by the Office of Special Counsel fell apart when it was revealed to the judge in court. You know, and this is really exposing an even more sordid part of this. You know, here is Joe Biden, right? I'm so proud of my son. And you know that your son has these proclivities peccadilloes towards, you know, illegal behavior. (sighs) And yet you allow him to take on millions of dollars in income that is all traded on your name. Second thing you need to know before the Senator of North Dakota, Senator Kevin Kramer is charged with manslaughter death of a North Dakota sheriff's deputy. Senator Kramer released a statement saying his son Ian, quote, suffers from serious mental disorders which manifest in severe paranoia and hallucinations. Senator Kramer's wife, Chris, took Ian to a local hospital concerned about his mental health, but at the hospital, Ian stole her car, drove away, ended up in a high-speed chase in excess of 100 miles an hour when Ian crashed into a deputy's vehicle, striking the deputy outside the car. My goodness. Yeah, awful, awful stuff. And the third thing 
everything you need to perform while employees at the Washington Post went on strike this week, demanding increases in their wages. But it comes at a time when the historic newspaper is cutting staff and threatening mass layoffs. The union has been in negotiations over a new contract with the Post for the past year and a half with very little progress. In their strike announcement, the union said we still lack a contract that keeps pace with record level inflation and guarantees workers a living wage. However, the Post itself insists that the economy is doing great and writing this weekend, this is the year the economy finally returned to something close to normal, but many people seem to have forgotten what normal looks like after a traumatic few years. No, people know what normal looks like. And it means their wages aren't keeping up with historic levels of inflation. It means that they can pay their bills like they used to. They'll go and strike over inflation, but they won't write about it? You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. Okay, so what if you went to your favorite restaurant? Let's just say mm-hmm. it's a pizza place. Okay. And the government. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wanted to make that pizza place. Mm -hmm. Also offer Mexican food. Wait, so I'm going to Avalon. I'm going to Avalone's Pizzeria. You're going to, yeah, you're going Avalon, to. Avalone because it's real Luigi's, Luigi's no, no. Pizzeria. I'm going to Avalone's Pizzeria because I know that family's from Italy. Okay. Right? Your your dad came to the U.S. from yeah, but Italy. Yeah, the name Luigi I bet he knows sounds really good. Luigi Avalone's Pizzeria. There you go. I, I know he knows how to make a pizza. And, and the law in your state uh-huh. says if you offer pizza, yeah. you must also offer Ah, uh, quesadillas. Kind of like the Pizza Hut Taco Bell combos you'll see on the side of the highway? Yeah, but it's a law. It's a law. It's not because private I, business. I don't think that's going to turn out great. No, probably not. I mean, not. no offense to your quesadilla making capabilities. I just, I'm not sure that. that I mean, there is some similarities between, you know, a quesadilla. I mean, Taco Bell round. has the Mexican pizza, but I don't think that's the same thing. Okay, but here's my point. Yeah. A California law uh, went into effect in 2021. Mm-hmm. That says, if you're a department store okay. with 500 or more employees, mm-hmm. you have to create a gender-neutral section of toys, regardless of whether those toys have been marketed for either girls or boys. What? Why? I, I, what do you mean, why? Why, why, why do we have to it's make— It's California. That doesn't solve the question, because why do you have to force a store to sell something that their customers don't necessarily want? the legislator Uh who sponsored the legislation says she wants to make sure that if a young girl, Uh uh, if you're a young girl, you can find a police car or a fire truck or a dinosaur all in the same place. The same place your mom's shopping to buy a dress? Basically, yes. Or if you're a boy and you're more artistic and you want to play with glitter, uh-huh. uh huh, then go to Hobby Lobby. Does Hobby Lobby only sell glitter to girls? 
No. No, but this Do, are, does well. And by the way, most people are buying toys either at Target or um or online now. So if you go shopping online. Do they ask your gender before selling you a Barbie doll? So basically, you've got to assemble gender-neutral toys. That's ridiculous. If you have more than 500 employees, the point is the law goes into effect January the 1st. The point is it, it proves that these legislators have no idea how the free market works. They have no idea how a business decides what they're going to sell, how they're going to sell, and who they're going to sell it to. Is Tinker Toys gender-neutral? I guess. Barbie? We got a question for American Mama. Dear Mama, what's Christmas like in the Spinks household? Well, let's ask our American Mamas. Mama, Mama. And joining us now are American Mamas, Terry Nettaville and Kimberly Burleson. Now, that's your married names. It's also the Spinks sisters uh, growing up. Two of the three Spinks sisters. Of There's course, you four guys, of us. We had a brother, too. You have a brother yeah. as well. Um, so what was Christmas like growing up in your household? Dad was Christmas. <laughs> he was. He was Christmas. Christmas personified. He I was talking it. to our cousin today, and we were talking about Christmas, and she said, I, Christmas at your house was so much joy because your dad knew how to celebrate. I was like, that's so mm. true. I thought, what a compliment yeah. that is. Yeah. You know, there's um, just yesterday on our family thread, we were, uh, one of them sent uh, this, oh, Kevin did. He sent this, you know, we've got a grandbaby on the way. So he sent this thing about uh, fathers, how fun fathers are. So it was all these little clips of, of fathers making life fun for their kids, and and I wrote back and I said, I said, granddaddy was the epitome of the memory maker. Everything that we did, everything he did, everything he planned was about how to make memories for all of us, especially during Christmas time. And since my birthday falls a week before Christmas, he wanted to make sure that that didn't get lost in it. So we, he and mom made sure, because we had a choice. We could either have a party or we could have just the two of them to ourselves to go to a movie and go eat. And that's what all of us we chose. We always chose to be We with always them. just chose to be mm-hmm. by ourselves with our parents mm-hmm. without the other kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so we would go looking at lights. You know, we'd go to Los Amigos, go see a movie, yeah. and then go look at all the lights. But I, you know what I remember most about Dad? Even when we were like little bitty. He would get those those silver tinsels. Remember? Oh my gosh! You couldn't even see any green on a tree <laughs> because it was covered. He gave each of us a uh, icicle. Our, uh, we called them icicles. icicles. Yeah. Don't you remember? We would rub our feet. We'd have socks on. and We'd rub yeah. our feet across, and then we'd Just go and shock. go shock ourselves. <laughs> I can feel the anxiety. And <laughs> Kimberly was Kimberly was probably the least athletic of all four of us, so she you know was what? the target. <laughs> so I mean, we wrong. were able to get her every time. So wrong. But um, but the other thing that Dad did, and Mom was the one who you know made sure the magic happened. With you know, we had the music going, and she, you know, she would make the cookies, post toasties, and things like that. And so Dad wanted, Mom would laugh about this. Every little piece, like if we had, let's say, an outfit, outfit, he wanted the shirt uh, wrapped separately. The pants wrapped separately. If you got a a brush and a mirror, no, the brush got its own little wrapping. He wanted a million presents. If you could just see our tree, we had a million. I mean, I remember one time I was so excited. I had the heaviest box. And I was like, and Dad was like, well, don't get too excited. Because like, oh, you don't know. 
Oh my and, gosh, that's loud. Yeah. <laughs> and then Christmas morning, I love pickles. I opened it up and it was a, you know, the state fair pickles, the big, heavy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, pickles. Stayed in my closet for like till the next Christmas. <laughs> Oh no! I mean, I remember like the parachute <laughs> pants Christmas, the, but you know what else I remember, Kimberly, the year that we've talked, and we'll probably talk about this again another time, on here. But um, when I woke up and I saw Mom, it was like three or four thirty in the morning, and she was making those precious ornament dough ornaments oh. for everybody in our family. Like Their treasures. We didn't have much money. We didn't have much money, so she was using the dough. And she was so artistic. She yeah. can, she still can do absolutely anything. She's amazing. Um, and she was making everybody their own little precious moment ornament. And everybody treasured. And still have them on yeah. there. And it's yeah. such a, a happy. It is. She made something like that. Like, so we made, she made Christmas ornaments out of dough and you still have them. Yes. 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 And they were like she glazed them. They looked very professional. I have wow. to. And she would. Um, and this. I don't know why I got up. This is when we were in Mississippi. And I got up to go, I guess, to go get some water. And she's, I saw the glow of the light from the TV in the living room. And I walked in there, and she was sitting on the floor and um, cross-legged. And she had the stuff in front of her uh, while she's watching TV. Really? And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, go back to bed. I'm just making some ornaments. And uh-huh. I mean, you know, she just made sure Christmas happened. You know, Dad was like... You know, he was huge on just memories galore during the Christmas time. And then she was, you know, his biggest cheerleader. So she was like willing to do whatever he needed to do to make that happen for us. I remember that one Christmas. Dad was an entrepreneur when it wasn't cool. And he was trying to make this business happen in Texas. We were living in Mississippi. And so he was gone during the week and home on the weekends. And it was one particular Christmas. He said, it's going to be a slim Christmas. And he was so upset. Don't you remember we were trying to make him feel better about it? Yes, yes. And I remember waking up Christmas morning and my grandparents, my aunts and uncles and cousins Cousins. showed up with trash bags full of presents. And I remember, don't you remember just that? Oh my God. I mean, Kimberly, Denise and I have talked about this kind of memory. And whenever, every year when Stephen's like, what's your most memorable? That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. It was the one where we had the least money, but the most joy. It was the greatest Christmas of of my childhood. Oh. And now we have a glimpse of what Christmas was like it in the Spain's household. Yeah. If you'd like to ask our American Mamas a question, go to our website, AmericanGroundRadio.com slash mama. Click on the Ask the Mama button. Turn out of Kimberly Burleson. Thank you so much. Thank you. And coming up next here on American Ground Radio, we are digging deep. We'll be right back. Stick around. Choosy moms choose American Ground Radio. It's smooth, creamy, and now contains seven grams of protein per serving. With Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Parr. American Ground Radio. No religious or medical exemption needed. But studies have shown prolonged or excessive exposure to common sense spoken on this program may be contagious, making you infectious to others. Back to American Ground Radio, Stephen Parr with Louis R. Abalone. Do you think there is a war on Christmas? No, I think there's a. I think there is a um, an intentional attack against Christians. I think there is a an intentional attack against God and against people who follow and want to recognize God. I think any disparagement or 
um, attempt to uh, obfuscate what Christmas is about or to or to get people not to understand the true meaning behind Christmas. I think that's all. That's not necessarily just an attack on Christmas. That's part of the overall attack against the word of God. I mean, here we are at the Christmas season. I'm just saying there are a lot mm-hmm. of folks that want to take Christ out of Christmas. They've I know a lot of that folks say years. that's a trite saying. They've you been know. wanting to do that for years. I'm just not as convinced that it's as bad this year as it's been previous years. You know, when the Obamas were in the White House, for example, they they weren't, I mean, they weren't even planning to display the nativity scene at Christmas, which right. has been a long time East Room tradition. Instead, which really bothers me, especially since Barack Obama rose to national prominence because in 2004 he said, in blue states, we worship a great and powerful God. He said that. Remember that? And then when he gets in the White House. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's almost as if he stopped doing that. It's almost as if he, like, used worship of God as a political tool to get him where he wanted to go and not to do what it was that God wanted to see. That's, that's what it looks like from the outside looking in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I mean, you also see violent attacks on churches, church gatherings. There's a, a synagogue. There's an attack on a synagogue. We've got Hanukkah going on right now. First day of Hanukkah, there was a, a attack on the synagogue. You know, and there's a movement in Congress to remove God from the pledge of allegiance mm-hmm. from our national motto in right. God we trust. Right. Uh, I know. And those are all parts of this other bigger battle that is going on. And, and, and look, the Bible says we fight not with flesh and blood, but with spirits and principalities. That's part of what this is about. It may look like it's an argument against other people and flesh and blood, but this is a battle of spirits and principalities. No, I, I, I totally agree. So, yes, Christmas includes a visit from Santa Claus and shopping for gifts. I, I get all that. Sure. But it's not the reason for the season. It's not. And it's easy to think of that. I mean, you know, in in a Charlie Brown Christmas, it's one of the reasons Charlie Brown lamented. Is there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? And Linus said he did. And you know what he told us? He read from the Bible to remind us of what the season is all about. Maybe we should do that too. You know, that's one of the reasons that a Charlie Brown Christmas almost got canceled. Because the CBS executives, they didn't think that Americans would want to be preached to from the Mm. Bible by an animated cartoon. That's flesh and blood. It almost got canceled because we battle with spirits and principalities. And the, the spirit that was trying to oppose Christmas and oppose truth didn't want people to hear truth. That was the fight that was actually going on. Let's get to digging deep. Working in a coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in a coal mine, about to step down. You know, we talk on the show all the time about the need for compassion. Like, you know, when it comes to folks who, who think they are the wrong sex, my first concern is out of compassion for their mental health. Yes? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This isn't a sociological problem that the that the world just doesn't understand them. It isn't a God problem that God put them in the wrong body. This is a mental health problem. Their mind is telling them things that are simply not true in much the same way that an anorexic's mind tells them things that aren't true. Yes? Right. I mean, if you're 
have a anxiety disorder, for mm-hmm. example, or maybe yeah. if you're driving down the road, some people they think they hit someone and they have right. to turn around and go back and or your they, mind tells you sometimes your mind tells you things that are not true. And it's not just it's not just people who are stuck with gender dysphoria. I think it's most people. At some point, your brain tells you something that's not true. The question is, what do you do with that information? Right. Now, absolutely. the left insists that transitioning kids to the opposite sex as soon as possible solves this mental health problem. The data doesn't back that up. People not at who all. go through gender reassignment surgery have much higher rates of suicide post-operation than the general public, and even higher than people who don't go through gender reassignment surgery. But look. Let's not take my word for it. Let's follow the science. Okay. Okay. There's a new study out of Finland. Mm. The number of people seeking gender reassignment or identifying as transgender has increased throughout the Western world. These increases, particularly concerning adolescents and emerging adults with female sex, the reasons for these increases are not known. Increasing awareness, reduced stigma, better service availability, and increased treatment options, but also media and social media influences and seeking belongingness have suggested to be behind them. Mm. Okay? Now, it says, the study says that kids who are going to gender clinics in Finland have mental disorders including depression, anxiety, and autism as much as 76% of the time. So this is in addition to the gender dysphoria. They've got other mental issues they're fighting with. For adults, it's 80% have been diagnosed with mental disorder other than gender dysphoria. Okay? This is a mental health problem, first and foremost. Yes? Well, the you're, left doesn't see it that way. I understand, I mean, but that's what the make, data says. You're making that argument. That's what the data... I'm only saying that because that's what the data says. That's what the, that We're supposed to follow the science. In the science... You try and make sure your hypothesis matches the data. If your hypothesis doesn't match the data, you change your hypothesis. My hypothesis is this is a mental health problem, much in the same way anorexia is a mental health problem. Okay, but fair enough. But And maybe we're going to get into that here. Mm-hmm. But once someone transitions, yeah. things don't improve. There's That's the whole point of this. The research wanted to know if having a gender reassignment surgery reduced the patient's mental troubles or not. Did it get rid of the depression? Did it get rid of the anxiety? Did it get rid of the autism spectrum stuff that was going on? So they looked at cases going all the way back to 1999 of people checking in for gender dysphoria, some of whom had the surgery and some who did not. They then looked at follow-up care afterwards at an average of 5.7 years post-surgery or or uh, post-first visit. Okay. Well, the first discovery. While as many as 80% of people seeking help for their gender dysphoria had some other mental disorder, only 15.3% had any psychiatric treatment before they sought out gender reassignment surgery. So these are people with mental disorders. Four out of five have, have other mental disorders, but less than two out of five have sought help for those mental disorders before they start seeking gender reassignment surgery. That's a problem. Well, and, and it, right. And it, it seems like that it's kind of like when, when folks get divorced, uh, and this is kind of a, Similar topic, but not not altogether there. When when you get divorced, mm-hmm. you bring your problems that were from in the, the marriage past relationship yeah. into the new one. That's unless, true. Unless you fix that, unless you work with it, and again, a lot of that's mental stuff. A lot of that's the way you look at the world, the way you operate in the world. It has stuff to do with it, trauma that you haven't dealt with. In the end, the researchers found that having gender reassignment surgery did not decrease the mental. How the need for mental health services post-surgery. So why are we doing the surgeries? Then? There we go. 
and this is where the real the real tragedy of all of this is. Again, we got to start and off with empathy. But right? we're talking about minors here, primarily, Min- right? Minors and adults. I mean, but I mean, if an adult wants to have a surgery, I mean, that's their prerogative. That but, is, but, but we're what talking if, about children primarily. What, I, I am at least. But what if this an adult goes through a procedure because the medical s- staff says, "Hey, this is going to help you," and the end of the procedure, it doesn't help. Can't we have a, a, a sympathy for that adult? What if the adult is told by culture, told by politicians, told by hucksters, yet you got to have the gender reassignment surgery? Well, I mean, you got to you got to consider the source. I mean, that's what life. We're, what we're doing is an irreversible medical procedure that can lead to multiple complications I, I, I later understand. on. I and understand. these expensive and experimental procedures don't solve the underlying problem, which is mental first and foremost, not physical. We have to treat the actual problems and not create new ones. So why are we doing this in the first place? Politics. Politics. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. So earlier this afternoon, there was a draft resolution brought by the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. Okay. It was co-sponsored by 97 other countries calling for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. The United States mm-hmm. was the only no vote. In the entire United Nations? Or... or 13 other members oh, of, of the Security Council of the United uh, Nations Security Council voted yes. Uh, the UK voted to abstain. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that hmm, I think that the world hates Israel and that any ceasefire only helps Hamas. Did you see the photos of all the Hamas soldiers? There were, there were um, a couple hundred Hamas soldiers that have been surrendering in mass to Israeli troops in Israel or in, in Gaza right now. Um, that That's, as we saw in the first Gulf War, that can be contagious and you can start getting entire divisions to surrender when they start to believe there's nothing left for them to fight for. And, you know, there were about 100 hostages that were released, that were mm-hmm. reuni- reunited with their loved ones. Yeah, how many Americans out of that? Um one. One. Yeah, how many Americans who didn't actually have a direct connection to people zero, who zero. bought art from Hunter Biden? But see, those hostages were returned back to Israel mm-hmm. during a seven-day-long humanitarian pause. Right, and while that was going on, Hamas was rigging bombs in homes in Gaza so that when the war inevitably began, because Gaza was the one, the Hamas was the one who started firing rockets back, at Israel, Gaza was the one, uh, Hamas was the one that broke the peace. The Israeli troops, as they go in, they're now facing greater dangers than they were before because Hamas had time to rig all these booby traps. So one of the reasons that that whole humanitarian pause broke down mm-hmm. was because Hamas refuses to release young women hostages. Mm-hmm. And, as they had promised they would do initially. And so now you've got Israel resuming the fighting. Of course. well, And the United Nations urging them to lay down their arms. But let's not forget, the ceasefire was broken by Hamas when they launched rockets at civilian targets in Israel. Anything else is fake news. 
You are fake news. Hey, kids, here's how we're going to play our game. I'm going to read you a headline. You tell me whether it's real news, fake news, or really fake news. Okay, so real news, it was reported, and it's true. That's right. Uh, Fake news, it was reported, but it's not true. That's right. And then really fake news, well, that's just us making it all up. Man, I think you've learned how to play this game. I think finally I have. Yeah, all right, here's the first one. I'm pretty good about it. President Biden has never had any contact with Hunter's business, his business partners, or his business's money. Oh, that's... mm. Jeez. See, you, you'll probably accept two answers on this one, okay. but I'm going to go with fake news. That's fake news. Yeah, that's fake news. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, second one, uh, Joe Biden is a better president than George Washington. Real news, fake news, really fake news. Who? Joe Biden is a better president than George Washington. Real oh, that, news, of news, course that's fake news. Yeah, but 39% of Democrats agreed with that statement in a Rasmussen poll. Oh. Four, uh, so this next one, uh, 40% of Democrats want statues and monuments honoring George Washington taken down or removed. Real news, fake news, really fake news. Uh, that's real news. That's real news. BLM protesters who burned down a Wendy's restaurant were only fined $500. Real news, fake news, really fake that's news. That's real news uh, also. That's real news. Yeah, how about uh, Dick Durbin defended illegal immigration this week saying his party needed new voters to grow the party since current Democrats keep aborting their own children. Real news, fake news, really fake news. Mm, that's... That's really fake news. That's really fake news. Next one, white people can't connect with humanity because they're white. Real news, fake news, really fake news. Uh, p- 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 that's really fake news. That's really fake news. Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, no, that is that was fake news. Ibrahim X. Kendi said that at a conference this Say week. Say that again. White people can't connect with humanity because they're white. That was Ibrahim X. Kendi. He's the one who teaches you how to be anti-racist. Oh, my lord yeah all right next one a donor to the university of pennsylvania pulled a 100 million dollar donation to the school after it was revealed penn has allowed people to call for the genocide of jews without being punished real news fake news really fake news that is real news that is indeed real news the united states has never asked for land after winning a war real news fake news really fake news it's never asked for land that's real news that is not that is fake news kevin mccarthy said it at ox uh, last month at oxford But it's not true. We got land from the American Revolution. We got land from the Mexican-American War. And we got land from the Spanish-American War. I was thinking more recent times. Well, he said never. Uh, Next one, Senator John Fetterman is becoming more and more conservative as he regains brain function following his stroke last year. Real news, fake news, really fake news. Okay, you know what? I've heard him speak. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm going to say that's real news. Um... You know, I've heard him speak too. I'm gonna give it to you, but that was actually a headline in the Babylon Bee. No, I mean he. This actually some, a couple sounds, of things he sounds. Concerned. He said Bob Menendez should be kicked out of the Senate, and I'm really glad that uh-huh. his therapy yeah uh, is, working. is working. Absolutely. Next one: the United Nations Climate Summit served hamburgers and barbecue while demanding that Americans stop eating meat. Real news, fake news, really fake news. That's real news. That's real news. Two climate activists died when they glued themselves to the Ark of the Covenant in the latest climate protest. Real news, fake news, really fake news. That's really fake news? That's really fake news. Nobody knows where the Ark of the Covenant is. So. I mean, Indiana Jones did. Right. Yeah. yeah, but when you touch it, you know, I mean, you do. Yeah, that bad things happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be a man to grow a beautiful beard. Real news, fake news, or really fake news? 
Oh, my Lord. To grow a beard. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with really fake news. No, that was fake news. That was said on The Tonight Show by one of the guests. And last one, sales of Grand Theft Auto 6 are not doing well in California because people realize they can commit real crimes there without consequences already. Real news, fake news, really fake news? Well, that's really fake news. That's really fake news. That's how we play our games. Kids, let us know what your score was on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash American Ground Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Potter. Lewis Sar, Emily. So a reporter was on the border asking immigrants. That, that rhymed. A reporter illegal, was on the border. Illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. If they realized just how much illegal immigration was costing American taxpayers. You know, it's costing Americans billions and billions of dollars. Why would they care? Well, I tell you what. You take a listen. Uh, here's the reporter's question. And take a listen to this Moroccan a uh, young boy, about 20 years old. Huh. Morocco doesn't touch Mexico. No, it doesn't, but yeah. take a listen. Do you care? Yeah. No. You don't care that we have to pay for all of this? Look, look, look. Uh, listen. Like Americans are paying for all of this. Do you guys, you know that? Like this, you know money doesn't come off of nowhere. Look, if right? I pay $7,000 for America, it's... So because you paid $7,000, then it's okay if we pay something. I don't something. care. I don't okay. care if this is for America. I don't care. So you're, you're because you paid $7,000, yeah. it's okay that Americans it's have to pay okay. some money too. Yeah, because America is uh, my dream. Of course, he doesn't care. That's, that's part it's of the problem. It's about his dream. It's about him. It's about it's about what it's not about love of this country. But he doesn't know what he doesn't know. I mean, in all fairness, come on. No, but that's the problem is that the way the immigration system is set up right now, the people that are coming across illegally aren't here because they love the country. And that's why we should be saying, whoa. When I say whoa, I mean whoa. Well, the actor Gary Sinise is known for giving back to military families. Lieutenant Dan, as he was called in the movie Forrest Gump, has long been passionate about thanking those who served in our armed forces. Well, over the weekend, his Gary Sinise Foundation flew 700 families of fallen soldiers to Disney World. Oh, wow. It's called the Snowball Express, and in all, 1,800 spouses and children were able to enjoy five days at one of the most famous theme parks in the world. Gary said, it's always an honor to wrap my arms around them and remind them we do not forget their hero. As we approach the holiday season, I am so glad that we are able to bring these deserving families together. You know, it's a reminder that it it is in giving that we receive. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy. 